Welcome to On the Journey with Carissa and Friends, part of my journey of faith ministries. I'm Carissa Hardage, and I'm excited to have you join me each week as I chat with friends about the ups and downs of their journeys of faith. You'll become familiar with voices such as Shelley Chandler, Sarah Here, Rebecca Bean, and more. And you will also hear from stories of women who have experienced victories and struggles, but continue to trust God on their journeys. Hebrews 3.13 tells us to encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. In other words, we were never meant to do life alone. So join us each week for a little bit of encouragement and for strategies to help each other navigate as we continue on the journey together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to On the Journey with Carissa and Friends podcast. Thank you for joining me again this week. And um, if you've, I don't know if you've been following along with us over these past several weeks, but we've really been talking a lot about parenting and navigating some of the harder, um, maybe less talked about areas of parenting. I hope that that's changing and the conversations are becoming more and more frequent And um, if you haven't followed through, followed up on our last conversations, we talked about, I got to really have a very in-depth conversation on pornography with my friend Deb Rice and just how porn affects our kids. And I hope that you guys listened and really joined in on that conversation. I really want to get us open to communicate about hard things as fellow believing parents. Um... I think that we need as much community as possible because parenting is really, really, really hard. It's just more complex. I think every generation gets more and more complex and complicated, and there's more for us to think about. And so I want to continue that conversation today, and today I have a very, probably, you're my oldest friend that I've had on the podcast. So as far as Carissa and friends go, you are an OG, an original. (laughs) So I want to welcome today my friend, Mary Josephson, who is just really one of my closest friends in the world. And I would say knows the most about me of any person that has been on this podcast yet, including my husband. (laughs) And um, the reason why I asked Mary to join me today is because we're going to have a conversation about how to parent specifically our girls right now, because I think that's where I am now in the immediate term, um, but really all our kids on social media. Like, how do we parent that? And what does that animal look like? And what are some different ways we can look at this? And so I'm just so grateful for you to be here today, Mayor. I'm glad to be here too. Okay. So this is way out of your comfort zone. Yes, it is. This is something, it's so funny because I'm making people do things that they normally would never do, which is sit on your couch and talk into a microphone (laughs) on a podcast, but thank you. You are my go-to. Mary and I have been friends for, since I was 15, we met when I was 15, and have gone through a lot of different seasons of life together. Yes, we have. I mean, a lot. Yes. We've navigated a lot of hard, and the crazy thing is we were teenagers together. I mean, I guess technically I was more teenager than you. You how you were 17 or 18? 18. 18. I was in college. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you had kind of done, you've always kind of been a little bit ahead of me in the game, and which I so, I appreciated it then, but I think I appreciate it more and more now because you have walked through some of the hard things that I'm going through and walking through now as a mom. And it's so, so nice to be able to have somebody to call and say, 
okay, how did you handle this? What did this look like for you? This is kind of the way I'm doing this. What do you think? And and even not even so much as like, am I doing this right? But what is another perspective that maybe I need to entertain in this area? Or right. it's so I, I don't ever want to just be single-minded about something when there's somebody else who's a godly woman who has gone before me that maybe can add something different to my perspective. Um, I think it's it's good for my daughter um, and for my boys, but right now it's my daughter. <laughs> um, okay, so today we're going to talk about Instagram, Snapchat, all things social media, but before we do that, I really want you to just share a little bit about you okay. with everybody listening. Um, I'm a mom of three. I have a 17-year-old who's a senior. I have a 13-year-old who's in the eighth grade and a nine-year-old little boy. Yeah. He's my only little boy. I've been married for almost 19 years. I just... But how long have you guys been together? Uh, probably 21 yeah. years, maybe. Yeah. Um, let's see. I just kind of had a career switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished my certification in social media management. Mm-hmm. Um, I've fostered. I have someone living with me right now that's not my daughter. I just call myself her adopted mom. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you've been around a lot of girls. A lot of girls. Lots and lots of girls. Mm-hmm. And you also, what I love is have an open door policy to all the girls' friends. Yes. And so you have one of those homes if you guys know, I love the Enneagram, and so I have to share the Enneagram number of most of the people on my podcast, and Mare is an Enneagram too, which means that she is extremely relational and welcoming, and she has the home that the kids want to come to because the food is always really good, always really good. Mary's a secret little, she should have been a chef. Um, she's known for her cooking, but it's it's an open door. It's just, People are always welcome, mm-hmm. always welcome, and so... That's given you a lot of extra insight. Absolutely. To more than just the kids that you're parenting. Right. Right. And the other thing I think is really neat is that you're coming at, I think a lot of us, because of, I don't know if it's fear or um, personal experience or maybe just what we don't know, are we, we either love social media or we hate social media or have a bad taste in our mouth. But what I love about you is you're coming from a little bit different perspective. Right. Because it's important. Social yeah. media is here, and you have to embrace it because it's not going anywhere. And it's it's also useful. Very. Yes. It's a useful tool. So what does social media management mean? Um, that's when you help people market their businesses or um, even, like, themselves on any type of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, like Instagram or mm-hmm. Twitter or... So what would even you LinkedIn? Do? I mean, okay. even things like that. Yes. So LinkedIn and social media. Yes, I didn't much. know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at all. So what? So if somebody hired you as a consultant, what would you come in and do as a social media manager? Um, I would try to um, get people to see their business mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. So we would talk about what their goals are and what they mm-hmm. want to get out of um, putting their business or whatever they're selling out on any type of social media and it's a very it's would you say it's becoming I mean this is very demanding it's crazy this is now a a certification that you get that's right and so it's becoming 
Would you say that a lot of marketing is becoming more and more central to social media? Digital media. Yeah. Okay. Digital media. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So you see the value in it as I do because my ministry is is Mm -hmm. an online ministry and that's kind of the hub. So I could never completely remove myself from the world of social media. No. But then again, I think about it when it's my kids Mm -hmm. and it scares scares me. Right. Because there's... Why do you think that is? Predators, yes. Do you think that's first instinct is predators? Um, For me it is Mm -hmm. because of all the, you know, you've read about it, heard about it. Um, Predators and then, you know, not even that, just what your kids can see. Because even you say this all the time, you can't ever take back what your kids see. Like what they see, they'll always see um, in their head. So I think that's my another, another really, really great fear of mine. Like even like allowing my daughter to be on Pinterest was a big deal because even me innocently from, you know, going through Pinterest, I've seen things that I didn't even want to see that were completely inappropriate. And that's what we talked about last week when we talked about pornography and images of pornography is that we have to be conscious of what we're taking into our brain through our eyes because the places that some of those things trigger are tricky little places in our brains. And we're not saying that one little image may trigger that, but continual exposure is really, really dangerous to our little girls' and boys' brains. Right. And um, so there's a way to navigate that. And right. that's kind of what you have, um, are, are really, kind of have a head start in figuring out. Is well, I made how... a lot of bad mistakes. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, <laughs> I think hindsight's 20, you know. Yes. So I learned a lot through fostering because I fostered um, someone for almost two years who was, o- who was older than my oldest. And so, you know, that's when it was brought to my attention that I needed to confiscate phones at night and I needed to, I do spot checks on social media where any, at any random time I will, I will actually go through their whole entire device. Okay. Uh, Not even just social media, but, you know, what are web browser, their Instagram, whatever social media they are on when they turn their phone in. I'll go through it. Okay. And what was the major complaint you got whenever you decided it's we're doing spot Oh, checks? I was evil. Because evil. of what? Privacy? Privacy and no one else's mom did it. Mm-hmm. I was the only one. So what's your what's your um, theology mm-hmm. about privacy in teenagers? Um I they don't they don't get much of it here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's something that they earn through time. You know, like why a seventeen year old um is fixing to go to college talked about this yesterday I'm gonna have to start letting her make decisions on her own and kind of back up so that when she leaves my house she's independent and I'm Mm -hmm. codependent and so I think that she does get the right to have more privacy than my Mm -hmm. 13 year old does yeah because I still have a lot more years to teach her right I think because of some of the rules that I implemented Jaws my daughter has um my oldest daughter has learned how not to be sucked in and addicted to the phone to the device yeah because I did regulate her I've watched Um, you do that and so like when I could see that her personality was changing we would take the phone away yep um and then she would gradually get it back or we would take snapchat away or whatever we needed to do because it was changing who she was or causing her to be depressed or Mm -hmm. have anxiety or whatever so let's talk about a little bit that um so one of the things my that I so my concerns you know of course is predators of course right um of course I think that's every parent's number one concern Mm -hmm. but I think what is 
what is less, I don't know if it's less talked about, but I've not heard as much about that, about this, is that the impact of social media on other areas of our kids' lives. We're at Mary's house and her cute, we always have a dog that interrupts my podcast. Every time. Everybody has dogs that we love. We have lots of pet lover friends, so you might have heard little scratchy scratches from her puppy. Um, but one thing that is, is that there are other areas that is being impacted. And for, for me, my concern is comparison because I know my kids and I know their bend. Right. And so one of the things in the back of my mind is, okay, comparison. Um, the other thing is not being content with what she has or what my sons have when they get to this point. Because I know with me, even if I get on social media That's and start hard. to see homes and vacations, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I beca- I start to see to myself becoming yeah. less and less content with what I have and what my environment looks like. Right. Absolutely. And so the other thing that I didn't even think about until you and I had processed through this is it can trigger depression and anxiety mm-hmm. as well if our kids tend to be um, bent towards that. Right. So one of the things we have to do, which you just said, is basically age-appropriate exposure. Right. Right. And so how did you kind of process through that and come to the place where you made the decisions that this is how I want to start and this is where my goal is where we end up, which I think you've gotten to with your oldest daughter. With my oldest, she just did whatever she wanted. Because you didn't know. Because I didn't know any better. Um, So I never took anything away that she already had unless I needed to use that tool as something, like, as a punishment. Right, as as a a disciplinary. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I learned through her. So my middle child only gets one social media account, and that's when she turned 13 because the rules on Instagram is 13 years old. But I have it in my phone, too. So within Instagram, you can have multiple accounts that you get notifications for. So I run my husband's business Instagram account. I have my own, and I have my middle daughters all logged in into my Instagram app. And so I get all three notifications anytime anything is brought up. So anytime my daughter gets an instant message, I receive it. Okay. And so I can kind of filter through what that looks like for her and help guide her. How did you talk to her about that? So what what was your... Because I feel like this, all of this has to start with a conversation. Right. Right. Because it was, it's about safety and it's about teaching her and about how, even though it might not look the same for Jocelyn. So with Jocelyn, I didn't realize you could do that. And so I would have to do the random checks. Yeah. So I would get onto her phone and actually check everything. Um, and we would have conversations about things that, um, we saw, but I saw. So yeah. if I saw something that was inappropriate or I did not like or whatever, we talked through why I didn't like it. Yeah. So with with the middle top ch- child, I do it totally different. You know, like I'll call her in my room and I'll say, I don't like the way this conversation's going. We might need to just go ahead and put your phone up for the night and let's just engage. Like let's have um, one-on-one time or yeah. let's talk or let's play a game or let's do something totally different than even looking on your phone. Like if there's yeah. conflict going on, for instance, then there's times that I've seen girls talking about um, being sent inappropriate images on Instagram by random guys. And we've talked about how we're going to block those people and talk to our friends about blocking those people and what that looks like. Um, How often does that happen? And that's happened once with my middle child, a lot with my older. So, guys would send images. 
that were inappropriate. Oh, yes. Okay, well, let's talk about that for a minute, because I think that a lot of parents believe that, well, my kid's such a private. They're not going to see that stuff. Well, a lot of kids will lie to their parents and say they're on private, and they're not. Or they'll they'll say, like, my middle child and I had this discussion yesterday about one of her friends. Tells her mom that she's not friends with anyone that's a boy on Snapchat. And so the way she gets away with that is that she resets everyone's name on Snapchat to be a girl's name. And even though their emoji, like, person or whatever, bitmoji person, looks like a male, she then tells her mom that they are um, transgender. And her mom believes her. Because we don't know better. Right. Because we don't know. I don't know the first thing about Snapchat. Right. I don't know anything about it. Right. That's like... My middle child will not have Snapchat for a while, for a long while. Okay. But we'll t- we're going to rate them in a minute and kind of talk through some of the risks mm-hmm. associated with each one um, and kind of which one kids are gravitating towards and which one they're not. Right. But so one thing I know that you recommended to me, uh, because we're in the season where we're trying to make decisions Ooh. about should we do social media? And if so, what are the limitations? Right. What, what are our rules? Like? What does that look like? Right. And my daughter and I are super open about, like, she's pretty understanding. I I mean, she really wants it, but there's some things that she knows because it's always from a perspective of this is this is what's best for your health. So when you get to be to the place where you don't compare or you can deal with comparing and it not, like, make you feel horrible or, you know, all the things that we all even feel like as adults, um, we'll step into that. And one of the recommendations you said was first put it under your sign-in, your Instagram sign-in. And so I think that's a great first step. We sat down and did it together. Like, that's what she got for her 13th birthday. Right. I mean, like, that wasn't, like, that was just one of the things that she got because it was a big deal for her. We sat down and made the account together. And actually, uh, even my husband's logged in. Like, it's on his, too, so that he can get notifications. So there's two adults actually watching her. And does she, does that, do you think that that changes the way mm. that she looks at pictures or posts her own? I don't, I think she's very creative mm-hmm. in how she posts. You, mm-hmm. you follow her. Yeah. So you've seen that. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I do think, I hope that it makes her feel safer Good. because she does see like her friends that have seen inappropriate images she knows that she doesn't want to see those images. Yeah. So she does realize. Like, we always talk about why we are doing this. Yeah. And it is for her safety. So I hope that it does make her feel safe. Yeah. Because we talk about our goal in this home is to always be the safe place. That's right. And that's what I think is so important because it's so easy to give in as parents. Because we want our kids to be accepted. And we right. want them to have peers. And we want them. But we've got to remember that our number one very first job with our kids is to protect them. Absolutely. It, and, and to protect them and teach them how to protect themselves as they grow. Right, right. Just like I think we talked about this too, is just, you know, like I had to obviously teach my 16-year-old how to drive. I didn't just give her yes. a car and expect her to go and drive the car safely. You know, why are we not teaching our kids how to use social media safely with limitations, just like the law puts limitations on a 16 year old driver. There should be limitations on our kids. And as they grow older, those limitations change. I mean, that's how I I perceive and see social media because it is important. It's not going anywhere. We do have to embrace it. So if we have to embrace it, we have to teach it. And that's kind of what I, I appreciate 
you saying because it's easy for me to say she's never getting it. You know, like oh, you we, that's we can way out. Yes, we can easy fall easily fall into two camps where she's not ever getting it. We're not even going there. We're not gonna do it. Or you just say, I can't fight this, whatever, go. Go, right. You know, but really, I think that there's a center place, as there usually is in life. There is a common ground place where you, as an adult, can, le- because I love social media. Right, and it's fun. Um, and I hate it at the same time, right? right? And so if I feel like that, I have to teach her how to navigate that feeling right. as well. And I love that um, analogy about teaching them to drive because in everything we do, we're going to have to walk along. It ha- energy is required in parenting. Exactly. <laughs> Effort, active, lazy. Right. Yes, yes. And that's what I've learned from you is that I can't, I can't just be lazy in this. I've got to be engaged. I've got to walk through all of this. And, and I also have to educate myself. Right. So what did you do? What? How did you get information and educate yourself as you were... Because I know you learned from mistakes, and you are the beauty of an Enneagram 2 is that they also have five instincts. They go to fives, and fives are very much, you are a researcher. I am. So yes. what did you do to help yourself figure this out? Because you didn't really have a lot of people to talk to. No, I did this. talk to some. I did talk to some moms. And okay. I think that when a group of moms do talk, you figure out things. Like, I can remember, yeah. like, there's a thing on Snapchat called, um, like, for my eyes only, and I didn't know about that for like two years. Okay, what and is a group that? of mom were talking. We're talking. Well, you had to have a special password just to get into that camera roll to see, you know, things that they've saved. And so I immediately came home and was like to my oldest, "What's your password?" I don't remember. I was like, "You either remember it or you don't have a phone." You know, put down hard rules, and she all of a sudden remembered it. And it wasn't like she had terribly right, bad things right, hidden in there. Right. I mean, there are obviously things she didn't want me to see. Yeah. But um, we talked through it. Yeah. And it's really, it's a really, really thin line to walk because you don't want to shame right. at the same time you want to teach. And that, I'm so glad you said that <laughs> because that's, we talked about this with pornography when we talked about the pornography thing is that they're kids and they're going to, Try some things mm-hmm. and see what they can get away with. I think, too, and you can speak to this, I think knowing, because there's two ways I want to talk about this, because I think knowing for them that you are there and that at any point you will check on them right, or see what they're doing. Right. I think that there is some comfort for them in that because there's train tracks, there's boundaries. Right, absolutely. And so even though they hate it. Right, and they fight you sometimes with it. It also keeps them from doing things that they deep down probably know they can't get back. Right, right? absolutely. Um, But can't pull the trigger themselves. The other thing is that I think for our kids... I think that for them, you, I just, I'm trying to think back to certain situations. You've been in situations where you have had to take phones away. Oh, yeah. And it relieved them. It did. Especially my oldest. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I think for us, a lot of times we don't want to be the bad guy, I guess. And maybe I'm just speaking for my own self. I'm thinking as I'm talking about No, we want our kids to like us as much as we say we don't. Like, we really do want them to like us. Like, because I know my feelings get hurt when my daughters are rude to me or whatever, and I think, 
you know, they're treating me like I treat them sometimes. Sometimes yes. they get the worst of me. I want the Gilmore girls. Right. I want to be the Gilmore girls right. with that's my daughter. Not, that's not good parenting all right. the time. It right. is sometimes. Like, I know yes. how to have fun with my kids, but I also know how to... Set boundaries. Absolutely. And so what I've seen from you is that I've watched as you have had to, as you have taken some, like you've taken the phone mm-hmm. and you've taken away. And, and I did this this summer where I took the phone away for a little bit because I could see just like what you said to the start damage. with. Yeah. I could see that it was starting to impact my daughter Sorry, baby. <laughs> in a way that um, was not, she didn't realize it. Because she was in it, but I could see some of the things that was happening, and so she didn't know to say, "I need you to take my phone," or "I need to get off of Pinterest." Was her thing, right. um, "I need to get off of Pinterest" because she was watching a lot of other people's unboxing videos Ooh, yeah. and clothes try on videos, and it was making her feel bad about herself and her life, and it was causing her to feel she was starting to isolate a little bit. Right. And so I knew at that point it was time for her to have a break. Right. And so that's the way I put it. I said, it's time for you to have a break. Let's do some other things. You know, let's get some activities going. We did art. We did painting. We did other things. Right. And she was a completely different child by the end of the week. And she didn't know to say, I need, I, 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 she didn't know to say I need to stop. Right. And so... I've, and I learned that from you, yes. from watching you do that with your oldest, because there were certain times where she didn't know the way it was affecting her, and you could see it as the mom. Absolutely. And I think that that's an also, another thing that's a delicate line, is that you don't want them to feel isolated from their like their peers. Because one thing I learned when we fostered the older one was that they feel like they're together and hanging out yeah. on social media, yeah. which... I could not even grasp that, yeah. you know, from my age. Like, we hung out, like, in person. Right. So, whenever I would Such take her world. social media away, she lost friends. She yeah. lost community. And so, it's, you know, it's a very, very thin line to walk. Yeah. So, there's, like, you can't, like, for me, I couldn't say, I'm delete this app or whatever. Yeah. I had to say, well, we're just going to take a break for 24 hours. Yeah. And then we can get back on your phone. And two, it doesn't feel like a consequence. Like you're doing the, you're doing something wrong because right. a lot of times they're not. They're not right. They're just engaging with what's there, right. and it's not even like. T- I mean, I watch HGTV and feel like that. Right. You know, it's not. It's not. It's just engaging sometimes with what's there. We have to know when we need to step away and spend some time just being grateful in our lives and Absolutely. with what, and being present in our immediate circumstances right. in our lives. Um, okay, so we have about five minutes left, and during our five minutes, I just want you to give me the overview of what the social media is out there and kind of the way that you would introduce it if you, as a parent, you know, to any parents who are kind of going into this for the first okay. time. Well, I think there's new things that I'm trying to learn and research too, like really? TikTok is okay. something new that I'm yes. trying. Like I just started my own account so that I can try to figure out what that looks like. And then okay. there's the Visco app that I have not yes. explored yet and I need to. That's so those big. are two things. Yes, big, 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 big. Okay, so TikTok and Visco and you get on yourself. I think that every app that your kid has, you should have. Okay. And if you, I mean, that's just my That's good opinion. advice. Yeah. Um, so those are two things I don't know a lot about, but okay. if I was going to start off anything with my children, it would be Instagram would be first. Okay. Why? Then, why? Because it's, it's more age appropriate and you can see it. You can actually get notifications on it through your own phone. Okay. So you don't have to have theirs. Would you also say it's simpler? 
Yes, it's because much a lot of time because what drama. you told me mm-hmm. is that they're not texting when they get Instagram or social media. They're sending it direct message through their social media. Right. So you're not going to see text messages on their phone. So if you think, oh, I get all my kids' text messages, no, you're wrong. Which is what I think. No, you're wrong. <gasps> okay. There's private messaging. Um. Let's see. So Instagram is a good place to start to right. test the waters. To test the waters, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then I always have the rule where you can only have so many followers and you can only follow so many people. Because you don't like that was one of the things that I, you yeah. know that I didn't understand with the older ones was just like why do you have one thousand friends yeah. you don't know one thousand people right. and so we really have to talk through every friend acceptance that we have okay. too um, so that I just feel like it's easier to put boundaries on Instagram yeah um, like my oldest doesn't even have Facebook right now okay. we did talk about doing Facebook because I feel like she does need it for colleges okay. and stuff like that too so we will start that I don't have a I don't have a problem with Facebook because I think it's the same thing. You can log in and log out and see messages mm-hmm. and they really can't be. It's easier to monitor. It's easier to monitor. Look at, yeah. I mean, I think Snapchat's the scariest one. Okay. Tell me why real quick. Because they're gone. You know, like for one, for one a thing. A lot of parents don't even know what Snapchat is. Right. Because you take a picture and then it's gone. Now you can now save those images. Okay. And you can screenshot those images. That's the scary part and that not, people don't factor Right. In. And you can even... Like, I know that I have seen things on Snapchat and taken a picture of what I saw on Snapchat with, like, my husband's phone. And so, you can even take pictures of, pictures of things, and people don't know you've taken pictures of things. Wow. So, they feel like it's a safe place to send inappropriate images, but in reality, it's not. So, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. A lot of parents think, well, my kids aren't going to send anything inappropriate. No, I don't think that's true. But a lot of times... Peer pressure. We're, we're worried about drugs and alcohol, but why are we not worried about the nudes that are being sent? And it's real. It's very, very real. Seen it with my own eyes. Very, very real. I mean, I've had age. to contact parents about things I've seen on my child's Snapchat. Parents that you knew for would, years and would never, yeah. ever have thought. No, and they were in shock that their child did that. Complete and utter shock. Oh, I think the main thing I, I hope. Um, as we wrap up, the main thing I hope that we got that we do as moms, and this is just a little fragment of the conversations that we have all the time. Right. I mean, we talk about our kids all the time because I don't ever want to be blindsided, and I don't want to be naive. Right. I think the main thing that I want with all of these conversations over the past few weeks is for us to not expect our kids to be terrible kids right but to understand that we just need to approach it with open eyes and just think that anything is possible for any of us I mean I think as adults we think well that would never happen to me and I would never do that but the truth is sin is sin and Satan is Satan and he is a sneaky sneaky sucker and we just want to be open-eyed about the world we live in accept that we live in it and be prepared right as parents so thank you for helping me do that you really are um, such a great, I, I can't even, oh, I'm so grateful to have somebody who's doing all the hard things first. <laughs> and I'm learning from it. I really am learning from it. And Ella Claire is too. My daughter is too. She's learning from so much and has been so grateful for um, just the example that your girls have set. So thank you guys for listening and, and just know that we are praying for all of you. Yes, as parents, um, we know it's hard, and we appreciate that, and we hope the best. We um, really want to remind you always to encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. Thanks, guys. See you next week.